0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks Podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you dynasty freaks. Admit it. It's okay, you're addicted to dynasty. I am too. My name's Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. That's a freak with two E's. It's a long explanation as to why we spell it that way. Anyway, I love the NFL. I watch every game, every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some dynasty. Here's what we have on store today. Now that we've been running through some rookie drafts, I've just been reporting on all of my rookie drafts. And so I'm going to report today on my third rookie draft. Help give you an idea about some of the players I drafted, the values that I have on them as well as kind of the, you know, conditions of that league. You know, what I was thinking, uh, this is really helpful too if you go to the article that we have on our website because you can actually see the entire draft that took place that helps you get kind of a better strategy on ADP or average draft position in leagues where people really care. If you've been following me for a bit, you saw that I uh, analyzed my first draft and my second draft through those links, rookie drafts that is, And um, my hope in sharing these draft reviews is that you can learn a bit from my strategies, what I was trying to deploy, you know, in, in the leagues that I'm a part of, and also place value on the players that I picked, or for that matter, did not pick, chose not to pick. And what's really cool is, you know, because i post the entire draft there, you can learn a lot about it just by looking at the ADP. These drafts are with very smart and active dynasty owners. So you can actually learn a lot just by looking at the actual draft and how it went. So go to the article on DynastyFreaks.com with two E's and check it out to see uh, the exact article and see the whole listing because I'm not going to list, obviously, all the names listed that here were drafted. So this one's going to be a really fun episode because uh, this report is actually on my Reality Sports Online League. So RSO, Reality Sports Online League. This is a super, super intense league with a salary cap with free agency auctions uh, if you've been following other podcasts, you've heard probably the RSO leagues uh, advertised because that's how I first heard about it. I heard about it on the ads that were in the podcast, and I was really intrigued. And I, I have to admit that as a uh, competitive dynasty guy, I wanted to test my mettle, kind of test my merit against uh, others in leagues like this that actually had a salary cap that were pretty intense. So I was you know, intrigued by it and wanted to be a part of a league like this. And I actually ended up talking to one of my best uh, friends, Dave Brown. He's one of my uh, fantasy freaks, uh, Dave Brown, who I actually was in a fantasy league with since 1995. <laughs> so we've been, what would that be, 24 years or so in a league together. Uh, very, very committed dynasty player, or football, or fantasy football player, and you know, we've been in dynasty leagues now for a while. I just approached him about the idea of joining a league together, and actually what we decided was that we would actually want to co-manage a team. Instead of having both of us in the league competing against each other, we said, why don't we put our brains together and let's go attack this league and and do it together. And, man, I'll tell you, this is my first time that I've ever co-managed a team, and I would really, really recommend it. Like, it's been super fun, particularly in a league this intense, you know, where there's so many decisions and so much to think, you know, look and think into, It's been so fun to do it together. Dave and I are similar enough and we agree most of the time, but we're also uh, different enough to challenge each other's opinions. We respect each other a ton, and man, this has really just been a great, great time of co-managing this team together. So shout out to my buddy Dave. Like I I really love Dave. He's one of my great friends. He's on a final family trip before um, one of his second kids graduates from college right now, so I don't know if he'll hear this podcast Enjoy your vacation, Dave, as we enjoy our vacation from winning this league two years in a row. <laughs> so you'll hear more about that now as to how we develop this team. Uh, love co-managing with Dave, and it's been a blast in this Reality Sports online, online League, which is super competitive, really fun, salary cap, auction, it's everything. So it's pretty intense. So I'm going to do my best to kind of describe like how the league works. If you're, if you're not familiar, I know a lot of Dynasty owners aren't familiar with RSO leagues this is my first time myself uh, these last three years and so for me it's been pretty unfamiliar too so in this podcast in particular I'll probably kind of explain some of the setting but I hope that while I'm explaining some of the the settings and how we arrived at what we did and why we did it it helps you think about some of the strategy for your leagues as well whether just in kind of a straight up dynasty league or whether you're interested in, in actually joining one of these RSO leagues let me tell you how my friend and I approached it. It's literally our very first time to do one of these RSO leagues. And if you're thinking about it, maybe uh, this podcast will give you a little hint as to how you can use some of your strategies. Because like I said, we've won two years in a row. So let me start with kind of how things work just a little bit. So two years ago, the league started and it started with actually a four round rookie draft before the actual auction drafts. We've we're drafting rookies before we have the entire startup draft. So most of the time, at least I'm used to, starting doing a startup draft that includes the rookies. So you start your startup draft shortly after the NFL draft and rookies are included. Well, this league did it a little bit differently that it started with the rookie draft because it's a, an auction league. Then you got to auction off of the other guys. So that's the way that the commissioner, who's been a great commissioner, shout out to Kelly if he's listening, uh, very much respect for him. We don't know any of the guys in this league, and so it's just been one that you join. And because there's money involved, you assume that everyone's invested. And so Kelly uh, Shepard has been just a great manager. So if you're listening, Kelly, man, we appreciate the way that you've run this league. It's been really, really fun, and Dave and I have have loved it for sure. So the league started two years ago. started with a rookie draft. Four rounds because uh, most of your rookie drafts go five rounds. This one just went four because there's a little bit of complexities in these RSO leagues where if you draft, you know, when you draft guys, you kind of, you don't have to hold them, but you're kind of compelled to hold them because as rookies, you have them on a short draft, and so, I mean, short um, contract, you know, like a, a good rookie contract. So you're tempted to hold all these guys. So this league's a little bit shorter, and then it goes to um, just four rookie round draft picks, and you'll see later, too, that there's only 24 players drafted, which is a little more shallow than leagues I'm used to being a part of. So it's important to be pretty top-heavy. All right, all that said, here we go. Two years ago, my buddy Dave and I, we were actually excited about starting this league together. We had no idea what we were getting into, but it started with a rookie draft. And like the NFL, you know, in rookie and salary cap leagues and um, things like that, the rookies are given very cheap initial, uh, initial contracts in the leagues. And so in this league, we were given... Three year contracts. That's how our commissioner Kelly set it up, where we had three year contracts for this league. So every player that you draft, you hold them for three years, no matter what. And so we, uh, you know, we're hoping to do well in our very first rookie draft. In our first rookie draft, we actually drafted Alvin Kamara and OJ Howard, our Darius Stewart and Elijah McGuire. So, as you might suspect, Kamara and Howard are the only guys still on our team with this 24 team roster. Um, we were thrilled, though, to get them, and now they've been on these rookie contracts and have just been doing fantastic for us uh, so far. So we've been really excited about how that's been working for us. So shortly um, after that draft, then we actually had the uh, first auction draft. Now, this is like where all the players in the league, this was my very first venture into like a total auction with all the players, and was so fun. Just to sit there with my buddy Dave and I, we actually met for like a half day before the draft. We created tiers and price points and all the things that we wanted to do, which players we targeted, which ones we're willing to spend more on than maybe others valued, which ones less. And it was, man, so fun, just, which, again, is just why this is my first time to co-manage a team to do one together. It has just been a blast because you're doing it with someone else where you're just challenging each other's ideas and coming up with ideas and, and deciding you know, what the value is and what the price points were for every player. And so we did all that, and then when it finally came to the first auction draft, because in the RSO League, um, the first auction draft is ridiculous because every player is available, particularly you know, since we did this rookie draft. So we had the rookie draft first. Now every single player in the NFL is available for this draft in your 24-team league. And imagine how long it takes just to do a draft with 24 players but imagine when it's an auction, where every draft pick, you know, someone's picking, and then someone else raises the price, raises the price, raises the price. And so we did this, in this very initial draft actually took us eight hours. We started at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., and we ended at 2 a.m. Like, it it went eight hours long. It was such a, so much fun. One of the funnest things I've ever done as a uh, fantasy owner it was really great, and even so much better to do it with a great friend. And I'll have to say, like, Dave and I, we killed it. In the, in, in the first round Or the first auction of this And we won the league And of course won the money In our first year in this draft And so I'll tell more about who we drafted and I won't give the details But I'll, you'll see how our lineup matches up here in a bit So that was after year one We won year one Did great in our uh, rookie draft by getting Kamara And OJ Howard Did great in our auction draft by getting a number of players That you'll hear about in a minute And signing them to longer contracts so then it came to year two. So in year two, we've got the rookie draft, and the and the rookie draft after year two, we'd actually traded away our first pick. So we kind of lost our first pick, but that helped us win the league, like we said. But then when we got into the second, third, fourth rounds of this next draft, we drafted in uh, Antonio Miller, Deshaun uh, Hamilton, and Kiki Kuti, and Doris Fountain, who was our Mr. Ir- 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 Irrelevant, you know, given that we were the – Four rounds. We were the last pick of the fourth round. And of course, Dereese Fountain is no longer on our team, but Anthony Miller, Deshaun Hamilton, and Kiki Kuti are still on our team. We have a lot, a lot of high hopes for them, which you'll hear about a little bit more in this podcast. Miller, Hamilton, and Kuti are still on our team. Uh, we rarely had to start them because our team was so stacked last year. So they pretty much sat on the bench. I can't even remember. Maybe, I think a couple times, probably during bye weeks, one of them may have started, but for the most part, they just kind of sat on the bench. And what we're doing is we're hoping that one or two of these guys could become an every-week starter for us, particularly because our wide receivers, their contracts are starting to expire uh, based on that first free agency draft that we had. So we're coming due at the end of the year. So that happened. And the second year, we came to our second auction. So the first year, all the players were available. So it was just like a crazy auction. Like I said, it lasted eight hours because you're drafting every single NFL player 24-deep. But in, in these leagues, because you're drafting and you're, you're drafting players and you're bidding on them in the auction to be a one, two, three, or four-year contract, then the second year, there's far less free agents because most people are in a contract. So the second year of our auction draft, I think it may have been like two or three hours. Uh, Dave and I met here in Austin, prepared for the auction draft, and we went to Dallas for the auction draft and did the draft together. Uh, so much fun uh, to, do, to do together. In this auction draft, what we, we, what we noticed for our team is we felt like the bulk of our team was still already under contract. And so we were very conservative with our money uh, because our team was so good already. We uh, almost just drafted for, for depth and really just offered one-year contracts to everyone, just one-year depth contracts for everyone. But when it came to offering, a, we offered a couple two- and three-year contracts. And so we did do two-year contracts with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kenny Steele's. And then we offered a three-year contract to Robbie Anderson, who really felt we felt like really fell in his value in the draft. And uh, so we were happy to get him for a three-year contract. For, but for the most part, we are just in that second year just doing one-year contracts. But there are a few guys that we thought were worth kind of trying to roster for a bit. So, and then on top of that, early in the season, very, very early in the season, we picked up Philip Lindsay for a minimum bid and extended a contract for him. So in this league, you can extend a contract for one player, and you can also franchise one player. So at the end of last year, we actually extended our contract for Philip Lindsay, who we bought at a minimum. So we got a really cheap contract for him for the next four years. So here we were uh, with a really good uh, league. Uh, I felt like a really good team already. And we drafted these other guys that were kind of sitting on our bench, but we picked up a guy like Philip Lindsay. who became a starter for us. Robbie Anderson, he became a starter for us at the end of the year. And here's the deal. Our starters were almost the same as the previous year and we won the league and thus the money for the second year in a row. It was crazy. So we won two years in a row in this very competitive RSO startup league. Just started two years ago and uh it was pretty pretty fun to do, you know, to do this for the first time and win two years in a row. We weren't expecting it, but when I'm partnering with my buddy Dave, uh, we are also confident in our ability. Before I share our roster, let me explain the details of the scoring, the scoring for this RSO league. Then I'll tell you who we have on our team currently and then what happened in this last draft. So most of the content here for this podcast is going to be about where we were already because in this league with, with these contracts, we pretty much stacked our team pretty good right away. And and call it luck or call it skill, we we did well in the auction, have kind of stacked our team. We made a couple good moves during the you know during the seasons, but we're pretty good and set to make a, a run for the third championship in a row. So before I show the roster, let me just explain the details of the league in in very broad terms. Um, it's a forty dollar buy in. So we've won uh, two years. We paid eighty dollars. We've won five hundred so far. So that's that's good for us. And it's a twelve team league with PPR scoring. So everything's PPR. There are significant little bonuses for thresholds for receivers, running backs, quarterbacks when they hit, you know, 100 and 300-yard mark thresholds. It's a a thinner roster than I'm used to that we only uh, roster 24 players, but we do have three IR spots. We only start nine players because we don't have a kicker. We have one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, and then three flex positions, one tight end, and a defense. So one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, three flex, tight end, and a defense. So here's what our roster at skill positions looked like before last year's rookie draft. So before this last draft that I'm about to describe that happened last week, here's what our roster looked like. And uh, if you're following, if you happen to be reading our article, I put little parentheses around each player that kind of signified how many years we have the player under contract. I won't try to describe that right here in a podcast setting, but go to the article, go to DynastyFreaks.com, read the, part, read the article. You'll get a little bit more insight that way. So in RSO leagues, you can cut guys with years left on their contract. So it's kind of wild. Like every team has a different number of players on their roster coming into the rookie draft. So you might have 10 players. You might have, in our case, we had 17 players going into the draft. So we had 17 players on a 24-man roster. We only had seven players left. That's because some people could have a bunch of one-year contracts, or you could have longer contracts with people. Man, it's so fun! You guys got to do one of these RSO leagues. It's very complex, but very, uh, very fun to be a part of. So let me tell you what we had uh, at quarterback going into this year's draft that we just had two weeks ago. We had Aaron Rodgers with one year on his contract, and Jimmy Garoppolo with one year on his contract. Running backs, we had Alvin Kamara with one year on his contract. Todd Gurley with two years left on his contract, Philip Lindsey with three years on his contract, James White with one year, Deontay Foreman with one year, Chris Thompson with one year. At wide receiver, we had Devontae Adams with one year, T.Y. Hilton with two years, Robert Woods with one year, Robbie Anderson with two years, Deshaun Hamilton with two years, Anthony Miller with two years, Kiki Kuti with two years, Kenny Stills with one year. And at tight end, we just had O.J. Howard with two years. In these leagues, basically, in the dynasty leagues, in an RSO league, because people are under contracts, you guys have to decide at the end of the year before your rookie draft, you have to decide who you're going to cut. You kind of have to solidify your draft. And you can cut guys with multiple years under your contract, but you have to pay a price for it, you know, like what you're going to lose unless they get picked up by another team. Or you just keep everyone that you have. So some people are going to have more roster spots, some are going to have less. So we were feeling really good because we had 17 solid guys of a 24-team year a 24 team roster. So here's what we were thinking before the draft, before I get into the draft here. So my buddy Dave and I felt like our team was ready to win. Uh, we we were going to go for it. Like we wanted to win a third championship in a row. We decided to go all in on this year, even though most of our players' contracts were about to expire at the end of the year. Like, like I said, like when you just heard me list all the years on our contracts, we don't We, a lot of our guys are going to expire after this year, so we're going for it. Like, we want to win again three years in a row. We pretty much planned on just going best player available at running back or wide receiver. We didn't feel like we needed to go for quarterback or tight end, uh, which I can maybe explain a little bit later. We felt like we could get depth at quarterback or tight end and free agency, really, Um, because we noticed that uh, over the, you know, playing this league for a little bit, that the, free agency there's a lot of quarterbacks and tight ends that can be backups and so basically this year we were just trying to in free agency get backups players that we just signed to one year contracts and just try to go all out for this year but we really wanted our rookie draft picks to hit if we could because they'd be the longer cheaper contracts last thing i'll say is that we can extend a contract of one player which we intend to do with as far as wide receiver we extend it intend to extend the contract to Devonte adams so we'll have him for one more year we already have ty hilton and robbie anderson for one more year so if we extend Devonte adams next year we're still going into the year with adams hilton and anderson which we love that uh, we're going to have to let robert woods go i think he's the guy that we're going to be willing to sacrifice that we'll say that he's been a stud for us because we got him on a super cheap contract and he's just gone. He's just been awesome, like every week starter in our PPR league. We love it. As for running back, uh, we had Gurley for another year. Uh, at the time of this draft, we weren't too concerned about his injuries, though I have to admit, like right now, we're a little bit more concerned about that. Um, and then next year, although Kamara's contract ends, we do plan to franchise Kamara so that we'd have him another year. So next year, we, we know that we'll have Gurley and Kamara unless we decide to trade one of them. And then we also draft uh, got Lindsey for three more years. So our, what we did with Lindsey is we actually picked him up really, really early in, uh, at the start of the season, after the season started, as one of our waiver wire pickups. So we picked him up, and then you have an option where you can, uh, you can kind of immediately extend a contract for guys. So we've got Lindsey for a fairly cheap contract for three more years. So in the years to come, we've got Gurley, Kamara at least for one more year. So Gurley and Kamara for one more year. Lindsey for a couple more years. So our real hope in this draft actually was we feel like there's a lot of great running backs that are coming out in the 2020 draft. And so our real hope was that, man, somehow we could trade one of our picks, obviously our first round pick this year, for a 2020 first round pick next year. Because we feel like we actually are going to start to have a pretty desperate need for running backs long term. And we love the 2020 class of running backs. Last thing I'll say was that we were not going to spend a lot of money in free agency. So free agency auction happens in August in these RSO leagues, or I guess any league can set it up how they want. But you do your rookie draft early, and then you kind of just got to sit. You can make trades, but you can't pick up any of the free agents until you do your actual free agents uh, um, auction. And we were pretty committed that we weren't going to draft a lot of guys in the auction. We wanted to save our money, and (laughs) while... We're a team that's we do have the least amount of salary cap for this year, so we're the, the the most cap strapped this year. Although we do still have plenty of money to use in the in in fab during the free agency or you know, the auction budget, um, we feel like and next year after all these contracts clear, like I said, we've got a ton of contracts that are clearing after next year. Next year we're actually right in the middle of the pack, kind of right even with even with everyone for free agency so next year we're going to be able to bid with everybody this year people are going to be able to outbid us for the top players but we don't need them because our lineup is solid but next year after all these contracts free up we're going to have a lot of free agency money just like everyone else does and hopefully we'll rebuild and then hopefully this rookie draft class that i'm going to tell you about right now actually does something for us that makes us last and gives us our you know what we need to to keep going and keep winning So here we go with this year's draft. I'll kind of read the first round just because I know a lot of you like to hear what the first round looked like in a competitive league like this. First went uh, Josh Jacobs, then David Montgomery, Nikhil Harry, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Paris Campbell, Kyler Murray, Darrell Henderson, D.K. Metcalf, Hakeem Butler, Debo Samuel, And then Marquise Brown was the number 12 pick, which was our pick. And so we did hear exactly what we hoped to do. Like we wanted to trade our 2019 uh, draft pick for a 2020 first-round draft pick. And someone was really trying to rebuild, was eager to do so, and so they did. And so we traded our 2019 uh, pick, which was 112. So the last pick in the first round for what will certainly not be the last pick, although it could be, (laughs) assuming we don't lose. um, We think this is a good team. It's a a good team that we traded with, and we feel like they're um, probably a middle-of-the-pack type of team. But either way, we just felt like two 2020 picks were way better than this year's pick, particularly given the the stance of our team and when contracts were expiring. So we really, really wanted to get two 2020 first-round picks so we can have two players next year that are under really cheap contracts in addition to that we feel like what we really need help with is running back and we really love the running back class of 2020 and getting two of those picks under cheap contracts next year even if it happens to be like pick number 12 if we were to win again and pick numbers let's just say six if they're the middle of the pack we love that we could even package those up to get further if we wanted to so we did exactly what we wanted to do we got rid of our uh Nineteen pick for 2020. That's why I said this draft's not too exciting as far as what we did. I won't really read all the players that were taking the second round. I hope that you go to our website at beescom Check that out and see uh, how the actual second round went so you can compare that with your ADP. All that to say that we were pick number 12 of the second round and we actually didn't own that pick because uh, last year we had traded away. Um, we had thought about trading up in the second round because we were super high on Damian Harris and just felt like uh, he was falling so much. Like, we were really surprised that he fell all the way to 22, and we were at pick number 24. Um, or our original pick would have been pick number 24. And so we were considering packaging both of our third-round picks to, to trade up to get the second-round pick. We offered that, but no one took it. And so we weren't able to do it, but that's one thing we're we're wanting to do. Just wanted to let you know that actually during the draft we wanted Damian Harris and were willing to trade both of our third-round picks to get him. So we love him a lot and felt like he could have been a good deal for us and been that kind of running back depth a little bit early that we hoped. No one took us up on it, though. Um, To give you a little hint at what we did last year in the the actual rookie draft, we traded away this second-round pick in order for us to get uh, Anthony Miller. And so we still really liked him then, and we still really uh, do today. (laughs) So we believe that Miller uh, really has a chance to rise above Allen Robinson and become the number one wide receiver in Chicago. And so uh, overall, looking back at the draft, knowing that we have Anthony Miller for what we lost here at pick number 24 in this year's draft, we're not concerned about that. So I I thought we did well there. We'd still rather have Miller than we would this uh pick 212 in this draft so again no draft picks yet here we are in the third round we do have third uh, two picks in the third round finally time uh for us to pick and it came up to us and the um that would be the sixth pick pick of the seventh pick of the third round and we drafted Terry McLaurin so we finally get a pick here honestly I can't remember uh what we traded for this pick somehow we got a, a two third round picks (laughs) for this year i think it was probably related to trade that we did last year but uh either way we had two third round picks and we knew these were the ones that if we traded away our first round we were just gonna have to wait and sit here so we did we traded around the first first uh, pick and then we just waited till the third round even though we considered trading up we really really wanted to get a player who was in a situation where they become a starter quickly and so here were the players that we were considering. Like we were basically considering Terry McLaurin and Darwin Thompson. Those were the two that we were tr- considering. And if you're looking at the website, you'll see that there's a team named Tenacious that offered us a trade. So he was only two picks after us but offered us a trade to move up because I think he thought we were going to draft um, Darwin Thompson. And indeed, those were the two players that we were debating. And we just felt like that Thompson might take a few more years before he could really prove himself. Um, and that Terry McLaurin had a chance like right away to prove himself. We were happy that we had 2020 first-round picks, two of them now, which we aim to go running back on those two picks if we can. And so we thought, let's just get some depth at a wide receiver. We know that we're going to have Adams and Hilton uh, next year and Robbie Anderson. Let's just hope that if we stockpile some of these receivers, one of them will actually become like a starter for us in this three-flex league. And so Terry McLaurin seemed to have the most upside there. So we picked him. um, Obviously, teammates with his new uh, possibly starting quarterback with Haskins, uh, the new rookie at Washington. Maybe they have some chemistry together already, and if Haskins was to start, that gave us a little bit of a bump to consider him, maybe more than we would have otherwise. But uh, he's just going to sit on a bench. We've got some time for him to wait and feel like uh, in this cheap contract here in the third round. That uh, he'll be with us on a cheap contract for three years and hope that he can make something of it. We moved down later in the third round for our second pick. And yeah, the second pick in the third round, we did finally draft a running back because we wanted to get one at least to give a little depth to us and another opportunity. And we drafted Kadri uh, Allison. We wanted a running back, particularly uh, one who could prove themselves quickly. Uh, honestly, uh, we, or maybe me more than my buddy Dave are very skeptical about Devontae Freeman's ability to stay healthy. Um, and, then, and then we both didn't think that Edo Smith last year proved himself to be an every-down back. He had every chance he had, you know, with Freeman hurt and kind of split in time with Coleman. Edo Smith could have come in there and proved that he was an every-down back, and we didn't feel like he did. And so our opinion is that they drafted Allison because they know that they need more of a first and second down back, and that Edo Smith is going to be relegated to more of a third down role, and I really believe that's going to happen. Edo Smith is kind of a consummate supplementary role back, and personally, uh, I kind of talked to Dave. I Dave knows a ton. I actually watch a little bit more film than Dave, uh, given our family life situations, and so I had lot, watched a lot of Cadre Allison and just felt like, man, this guy's a real beast. Like, he's a heavy, thick, between the tackles kind of back that really has a chance. He was awesome to watch at uh, Pittsburgh. And I told Dave, like, I really like him here. Like, I, I like his chances to become um, the back behind Freeman, who often gets hurt. And even so, even if even if their uh, Cadre does something, I feel like Cadre could maybe even come in and be some sort of a goal line back for Atlanta. We'll see what happens, but uh, those are the hopes that I have. Obviously, we're talking about pick number 36 here, so it's pretty late, Um, but I'm hopeful for him. I was glad to add him on our team, and I'm sure that he'll stick on our team uh, for his three-year contract that we just signed. Finally, now we get to the fourth round. Again, hope you'll go to the Fantasy Freaks website and look up the whole draft so you can see kind of player value of where everyone went. But here we are. This is only four rounds in this uh, rookie draft. We're drafting Mr. Insignificant or Mr. Irrelevant. And Mr. Irrelevant, uh, ironically, and we were super happy, was uh, Gary Jennings for us. We drafted Gary Jennings. Uh, we were thrilled to get him here. On my personal rankings, I have Jennings ranked number 36. So to get him to here at number 48 really felt like a steal for me. Uh, we see it real similar to McLaurin. Like we wanted to get... A uh, wide receiver that has a chance to make an opportunity with a pretty weak wide receiver core. Um, in addition to the fact that we love that Pete Carroll doesn't care about draft capital, right? It doesn't matter if DK Metcalf was drafted before. If if Gary Jennings shows himself better, uh, one thing Seattle's shown us time and time again is that if, if he's better, he's going to start. And so we were thrilled uh, to see that and know that Pete Carroll is going to start whoever is best so again we love uh, Jennings uh, of course Dave and I being Texas fans we have saw Jennings uh, often cause trouble to the University of Texas where we <laughs> we love uh, so it felt like a great stab for us here Yeah, the the last pick or Mr. Irrelevant so overall assessment um, I'd admit that our draft doesn't look good on paper it really doesn't but it's hard to assess drafts when you're in these RSO leagues where there's salary cap and I know most of you are probably listening as pretty regular dynasty owners and hope this podcast hasn't been boring for a bit, but it's helped you think about uh, how to draft in leagues like this. In leagues like this, you have to think a little bit outside the box because you've got deep people on uh, multiple year contracts and you have to think differently about it. So we don't really look that good on paper, but we picked up a few wide receivers that we feel like has a chance to prove themselves and, and pretty weak and open wide receiver course. Uh, We have Anthony Miller from last year's draft, so we kind of have to feel like he's a part of this year's draft because that's who we traded for to get him. Uh, He still has two years on his contract. It's better, you know, not as good as having three, but at least he still has two years on his contract. That's the thing about these leagues when you, uh, in RSO league, when you, you know, trade up for a player in the next year, you kind of want to count him as, oh, yeah, well, I lost second round in 2019, but that's because I traded up to get 2018. You also lose a year. So it's a, it adds a really fun element to, to being in one of these drafts. you got to determine the contract length and all kinds of things like that. So fun. Most importantly for us, I think the number one thing that we did that we're happy to accomplish is we got a second 2020 first-round pick. So it gives us two in 2020, which will give us more youth to likely, not necessarily, but likely draft running backs and keep them under cheap contracts for three years. So... What we're really hopeful to do is that all these uh, wide receivers that we have that are so, so much depth, you know, we've got Adams and D.Y. Hilton and uh, Robbie Anderson in years to come, but so many of these young guys at wide receiver, we just need one or two to break out in the next year or two. So even so, next year's team should be really good. While we lack maybe at quarterback after Rodgers leaves and, uh, and we lose our contract with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, we have Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Adams, T.Y. Hilton, Robbie Anderson, O.J. Howard. And man, that's still a stock team for year number four. So if our second-year players like Anthony Miller, Deshaun Hamilton, Kiki Kuti, if rookies like Kadre Allison, Terry McLaurin, and, and Gary Jennings develop in the, or burst out in their next year or two, we are poised to rent, win even more consecutive championships. So... That's my report from our Reality Sports Online team. ma'am. we would love it if you're listening for you to go to Reality Sports Online and be part of one of their leagues. They're not a sponsor yet. Hopefully someday they'll be a sponsor. But I will speak for them that their platform and their uh, uh, just the, the skill that it takes to be part of a league like this makes it really fun. Maybe even consider doing it with someone else so that you guys can co-manage together. Shout out to my brother, uh, Dave. We've had a great time leading this lead together. So that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. As always, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com or dynastyfreaks, that's with two E's, at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than I am on Twitter, so email me anytime. We'd love to help you out in your rookie drafts or anything that you're going through right now. I will say finally in closing that I've been building this website and podcast for about a year now. I really want to develop a year's worth of content before promoting the website and podcast. I did this for two reasons. One was to get better through practice. Second, maybe most importantly, is I wanted to have a year's worth of verifiable and contestable content on the site so that you could see for yourself whether my dynasty takes are generally right or wrong. And so, of course, we're all going to hit and miss on some things. It is fantasy football overall. But I hope that you'll test me. Go back and read my articles, listen to my podcasts, and see if I'm not the most trustworthy, independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Now that I've had stuff up for a year, verifiable, contestable content on the website, I am starting to promote the website a little bit. Um, if You can help me out a lot if you would rate and review uh, the podcast on iTunes. I really appreciate that for the support. If you take time to do so, I'll read and review and respond to one of your email questions on the next podcast, however you want to do it. So with that in mind, I will give one of our rate and reviews. We've got a review from one of my buddies. It's part of one of my leagues. So again, we're uh, friends and family here, but I hope that some of you guys whom I don't know personally would would also post some. Um, quoting here from my, my good friend, uh, uh, Nick Loy. He provides a pretty great and simple statement. He says, quote, Justin provides great insight Glad that I found this podcast. Nick's a great owner that's part of a couple of my leagues. And so he's given a five-star review. Hope that you would do the same. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate your support. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league.